I'm so blessed to be with you. I'm going to share with you what I truly believe God's Spirit has placed in my heart for you today. Um, I'm going to illustrate this. It's <laughs> we come from California. <laughs> That's, at least I do, so you could justify that. But uh, I'm going to preach to you from the gospel, from the Word of God, and I have some sermon notes here. And are we streaming? So for the record, these notes are declassified. <laughs> We're here all week. First, first Samuel chapter five. Here's the word of the Lord. First Samuel chapter five. After the Philistines captured the ark of God, that very phrase submits and presents to us a theological conundrum. The fact that the mucho malo hombres can capture the glory of God in the box. They took it from the battleground at Ebenezer to the town of Ashdod. They carried the ark of God into the temple of Dagon and placed it beside an idol of Dagon. When the citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning, Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground. This is a Netflix series. In front of the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and they put him in his place again. But the next morning, the same thing happened. Dagon had fallen face down before the ark of the Lord again. But this time, someone say this time. This time his head, hands had broken off, were lying in the doorway, the entry port. Only the trunk of his body was left intact. I'm going to speak to you briefly on the subject matter. Timber. It's coming down. The subtext when the prophetic stands next to the pathetic, the prophetic always wins. Please tell one neighbor, the one you like the most, tell him, Timber, it's coming down. Tell your other neighbor, the one you barely tolerate, tell that neighbor, Timber, it's coming down. If you're taking any notes, and good luck with that, point number one, when hell declares victory, watch God show up. When hell declares victory, watch God show up. In the Old Testament, the ark of God, God's treasure chest, represented God's presence, power, and promise. The ark of God served as the Old Testament facilitative platform by which the glory of God would be exhibited. The glory of God, as you well know, is the manifest presence of God. Whatever heaven touched, the rod of Aaron, manna, the Ten Commandments, items described as glorious, they stood in that box. The Philistines believed that if they captured the glory, the secret weapon of Israel, Israel could be defeated. The Philistines would confront the Israelites on multiple occasions. 10,000 troops for the Philistines, 1,000 for Israel. And what would happen? Israel would win. The Philistines said, let's multiply our forces. 100,000 Philistines versus 10,000 Israelites. Common sense, logic will tell you that the Philistines would win, but they did not. They were defeated. The Philistines came back, had an executive committee meeting, and they strategized and came to the inevitable conclusion that the reason they would lose every battle against the Israelites, one reason, the glory, the ark of God. Wherever the Israelites would have the ark of God, they would have victory. 
Because the ark of God was the facilitative platform by which the glory of God would be exhibited. So as long as the Israelites carry the glory, the Israelites would win. What we need in America right now is not more churches. We need more churches with the glory of the risen Christ. So they did. If we capture the ark of God, where the glory of God stands manifest, we win. And they captured the ark of God. They believed that they took the glory hostage. They stood convinced that they took the power of God captive. They even convinced themselves that they had placed a lid on the presence of God. Here's what they discovered. You can't incarcerate the glory. It is impossible to imprison the power of God. For the Lord our God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. Psalm 84, 11. Through the vicarious atoning finished work of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection, you and I here, right now, and those streaming, we are carriers of the glory. I'm gonna tell you why the enemy hates you. Romans 8, 30. Having chosen them, he called them to come to him. Having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. This is why the devil hates your guts. Hell doesn't come after you because you are black, white, yellow, or brown, Republican, Democrat, or independent, charismatic, or automatic. <laughs> if you are born again, hell comes against you because you carry the glory. What does this mean? The enemy doesn't attack you because of the foolish things you did in your past. He attacks you because of the glorious things you're about to see in your future. He wants to overwhelm you now because you're about to occupy the next. And right now, it looks like the enemy is winning. If you go on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, if you watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and Univision y Telemundo, if you listen to certain influencers, it looks like the Philistines of the 21st century once again successfully capture the glory. Right now, turn on the news, and every single time you think it can't get crazier, it gets crazier. And every single time you think things can't get darker, it gets darker. Right now, the Philistines are dancing the lambada thinking they won. They are celebrating, we got this, we got this. What if I tell you this? What if I tell you, I, I was in London just 48 hours ago. I arrived Friday night, early Saturday morning, preached here for the, for the Latino Spanish conference Saturday morning, and I'm here today. Why did I travel from London jet lagged but still caffeinated? Why am I here? Why am I here to tell you this? What if I tell you that the very same thing that took place in Dagon's temple is about to take place in America and around the world? I don't know if you heard that. I need you to put a smile on your face. Maybe put a praise on your lip. Maybe lift up one hand. Maybe shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Because the same thing that happened in Dagon's temple is about to take place in America in 2022. If you believe it, praise like you actually believe it. Which means what? Four words. Watch God show up. Somebody say, watch God show up. Sam, but we're coming out of a global pandemic. Watch God show up. But Sam, the country's more divided than ever before. Watch God show up. There are food shortages and rumors of crazier things to come. 
There's a war in Ukraine and China's threatening Taiwan because Nancy Pelosi dug a hole. <laughs> the federal government is right now weaponizing law enforcement, but my marriage is falling apart. My children are rebellious. The medical report came in. I want to make this clear, Life Center. I don't think, I don't hope, I don't wish, I don't feel. I know that God is about to show us his glory. How can I be certain? Luke chapter 1, verse 37. The word of God never fails. Hebrews 10, 23. God can be trusted to keep his promise. And what did he promise? Joel 2, 28, Acts chapter 2, 17, the same identical. Just reiterating Joel's prophecy. Here it is, the word of the Lord. In the last days, God would do what? In the last days, God would do what? In the last days, not he can, not he may, but he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Which means what? Get ready we are about to see more people saved than ever before in American history. We are about to see more signs and wonders and healings and miracles than ever before. And I need you to make room. We're not gonna see some of them. I know it's gonna be crazy, this declaration. We are about to see all of our prodigal sons and daughters come back home in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, watch God show up which means the next thing to fill your family will not be more drama. The next thing to fill your family will be the glory of the living God. The next thing to capture your mind will not be more negative thoughts. It will be the glory of God. And raise your right hand. Let me just declare this over you. The next thing to invade your atmosphere will not be demons, legions, principalities, powers of darkness. It will be the holy, the righteous, the powerful, transformative, life-changing, destiny-catapulting, ministry-elevating, harvest-producing, joy-revealing glory of Almighty God. If you believe that, give them one more clap offering. The next thing to fill this nation will be the the next thing to fill our children, our children's children, will be the glory of Jesus Christ. Numbers 14, 21. But indeed as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2, 14. Ephesians 4, 10. He who descended is himself, also he who ascended far above the heavens, that he will fill all things. And I love Isaiah 14, 27. I, the Lord, all powerful, have made plans, and no one can stop me now. When the enemies of truth, love, and grace convince themselves that they have permanently succeeded capturing the glory, watch God show up. I'll give you one little anecdote to prove this. There is something that took place via the conduit of our Supreme Court recently in America. Does anyone know what took place? Now, what I need you to understand is that what took place is pretty amazing because it's about precedent. It's about a super precedent, those that are, are, are privy to the legal idea of a super precedent and the idea of established law. 
to a degree in perpetuity. It's the idea of a super president. What am I referencing? This idea, this since 1973, that abortion would just be in perpetuity secured via the conduit of our judicial system, creating something in the Constitution that never existed, even according to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Point being, super precedent. When, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, I was in Houston, Texas about to speak, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God hit me, and I heard just God just say, Samuel, tell everyone wherever you go that I have the power to do it again. And I went, I was praising God for Roe v. Wade, and I went, what? He went like, no, get this. I am the God. Whatever people have declared, whatever man, whatever powers have declared that is established in perpetuity, I have the power to overturn it like this. I don't know if you're hearing this. You are about to see the same God that showed up and overturned something that was established. Whatever the enemy believed was permanent in your children, in your children's children, in this generation, in the state of Pennsylvania. Watch God show up and overturn it by the power of his might. Because the God that overturns it cannot be overruled. Number two, when the prophetic stands next to the pathetic, the prophetic always wins. All right, so the Philistines capture the glory. And, and they took the glory, and the Bible says verbatim, they carried the glory into Dagon's temple. So what I did is I Googled, are there any Philistines in Harrisburg? <laughs> and of course, the Google algorithm is so pristine that two individuals popped up. They happen to be in the auditorium today. Give it up for the Philistines, the citizens of Ashdod. And your assignment, I am, for illustrative purposes today, the glory. glory. The glory. Got it. So I'm the glory, and you're going to carry the glory into the temple of Dagon and place me right next to Dagon. That's what they did. So be very careful with the glory. You follow what I'm saying? Treat the glory with great due deference. Nice. Not nice. Don't drop the glory. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. This is beautiful. Nice, nice, nice. Right next to Dagon. There it is. Beautiful. Let's do it again. Totally kidding. You're right there. Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't go around too far. You're, I'm going to need you. Citizens of Ashdod, you're coming back. So here, this is, this really, this is, it really happened. Like, so help me, it really did. Like, this is not like, it's an illustration. This really happened. They carried the ark of God, the glory of God into the temple, placed it right next to a statue of Dagon. Visualize this. It's just powerful. It's just, this guy's stoic, man. Wow. No full character. I like this. I'll take you to Chick. I can't take you to Chick-fil-A. It's closed on Sundays. So I can't. Maybe Red Robins? <laughs> no. You want to smirk. I know. I got that. It's good. Wow, you're good. Oh, you're about to fall. <laughs> so they, they actually did this. I have to, um, let me digress here for a moment. The Philistines, bad enemies. Woo, 
hated the Israelites. Did they drag the ark of God, the glory of God? Did they drag it into the temple? They did what? They, wait, they carried it? Wait, stop for a moment. They know for a fact this is the secret weapon. Why not take the secret weapon and drag it? Worth, worse, even worse, why not open up the lid, take the Ten Commandments, break them, take the rod of Aaron, break it, take the manna, throw it away? Why not destroy the ark of God? Why with great due difference just pick up the ark and carry it with great much respect? Why? Because why? Because the Israelites had a testimony. The testimony was this. The Philistines were cognizant of the fact. It was historically known that there was something about the ark of God and the glory of God. They heard stories that if you carry this thing the wrong way, you die. If you touch it without permission, you die. If you gave anything you do wrong with it, you die. Because it really has power. It really has glory. It's not hype. It's not rhetoric. It's more than a post, more than a tweet. There's true power. We need the church of Jesus to rise up and demonstrate the power of God. Not just through our words, but with our actions. Because the enemy respects the glory respects the glory. There are things the enemy understands he cannot touch in your life. He does not have access to in your life. Your salvation, your God-ordained purpose, your destiny, he has. But he carried, and then this happened right there. Placed him right next to Dagon. Two objects cannot occupy the same space. It was one temple. Two objects cannot occupy the same space. Your past and your future cannot occupy the same space. Your dream and your nightmare cannot occupy the same space. The prophetic and the pathetic cannot occupy the same space. Complacency and conviction, truth and lies, hatred and love, sin and holiness cannot occupy the same space. Forgiveness and unforgiveness, belief and doubt, faith and fear cannot occupy the same space. Something has to go. Something has to go. Something has to go. Oh, I love this. All of a sudden, Something happened. This right here ended up where? On the floor. This is the truth. This is the lie. The lie on the, this is light. This is darkness on the floor. What am I telling you? Oh, it did not just fall. Please do your biblical due diligence. Appropriate Hebrew exegetical extrapolation. It did not just fall. It fell in front of, stop, absorb this. The phrase that appears there, it fell in front of, is the same identical phrase from Psalms 97 verse 7 that says, every false idol, every false ideology will bow in a posture of worship. In now you're going to get this. Why did I travel this far? To tell you this, I need you to get ready. How many can come in agreement with me? How many are not drinking the Kool-Aid? How many actually believe that, that God's glory is about to show up in such a way that every day gone in our generation is about to come down? Let me ask this one more time. How many believe that every day gone in the state of Pennsylvania is about to come down? How many believe that every day God coming after our children and our children's children is about to come down? How many believe the, gen, the day gone of gender ambiguity and confusion, of sexual deviancy and perversion? How many believe the day gone of moral relativism? 
relativism and cultural decadence is about to come down. How many believe it's going to come down in your family, in your home, in your relationship, in your church, in your community? Every day gone. So here it is. We're going to do this. If you really believe it's about to come down, raise one hand. If you believe it's no joke, you really believe when the glory of God is manifest, Dagon has no other choice but to fall down, raise both hands. If you believe that we are carriers of the glory and we are the glorious church of Christ, according to the apostle Paul, we're not just any church. He's coming back for a glorious church, a church full of glory, exhibiting the glory. If you believe the church carries the glory of the risen Christ, raise both hands and a foot. If you believe in 2022, we are about to see all over the Keystone State, Dagon's collapsing. Somebody should get excited right about now. From California to New York and all points in between, God's not done with us yet. We are about to see every lie of the enemy collapse in the presence of the glory of the risen Christ. So I'm going to count to three, and I want you to collapse. I want you to fall, just the way Dagon fell. You're going to fall, because you have no choice but to fall. Because when the glory of God is present, the lie has to collapse. That's just the power of God. I love this. So it's falling, and every single Dagon that right now occupies the space, can we... The day gone of addiction is about to come down. The day gone in the public school educational systems. Matter of fact, we speak to that day gone and we tell him, get your hands off our children in the name of Jesus. It's coming down. The day gone of perpetual discord is coming down. The day gone attempting to intimidate us into a little corner where we don't speak truth with love is coming down. That day gone of wokeism and the cancel culture, it is coming down. So I'm gonna count to three. This day gone is coming down and prophetically, let me come in agreement that every day, by the time you get home, there will no longer be any day gone standing and you will see every, every lie of the enemy that has come against you and your family, your calling and your purpose come down. So on the count of three, fall. One. Two. Is that real, Pastor Sam? Do you think Dagons are coming down? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. We are about to see the glory of Jesus like we have never seen before. You carry glory. So when you go into Starbucks and you order your caramel macchiato, every day gone in that Starbucks will come down. As you walk around Target aisle number five, every day gone will come down. As you go back to work, every day gone, ready? It's coming down, especially in our children and our children's children. One, two, three, go day gone. Pennsylvania, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready to see the glory of Jesus shine like never before from Pittsburgh. All the Dagons in Philadelphia will come down. All the Dagons from Pittsburgh to Philly, Reading, York, Lancaster. 
will come down. If you believe it, lift up your hands. If you believe the Dagons and the government's fear come down, say amen. The political fear, say amen. The cultural sphere, say amen. The educational sphere, say amen. The business sphere, say amen. Stand with me. You are standing. Down. They came in. Come in, citizens. of Come on, Ashdod Philistines. Come in. This really happened. Not making this up. Watch this. Watch this. This is what they found. Ready, guys? They found this. They came in the next morning. They found, I'm going to do this one more time. They, they found, and they found, I don't know if you got this. One more time. They found, but they found, please, I need you to tell your neighbor, I'm still standing. Look at someone, tell them, I've been through hell, but I'm still standing. In spite of everything the enemy sent my way, I'm still standing. Here I am. I'm still standing in the promises of God. I'm still standing, occupying the promise. I'm still standing. This is it. In spite of all we've been through, we're still standing. All the hell, they shut down the churches and we're still standing. It was still, the church is still alive. As believers, you're still here. You are. We're still standing. We're still standing because, let me right here, as you stand with me, let me just, the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, one of the most powerful narratives you can read in Scripture. He lays it out so beautifully. Wow. Inspired, infused with the Holy Spirit. He says, hey guys, hey, new covenant people. Hey, benefactors of the finished work of Christ. Hey, believers, he says, this glory thing, if you could only understand the kind of glory you carry, he says, the glory that we have is not the glory like the one Moses had. This is not the Old Testament glory of the Old Covenant. No, that one would fade away. Moses would wear a veil to hide the fact that it would go away. But the glory that we have is a glory that is forever more increasing. He says the glory, then he says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, matter of fact, is so much increasing that literally you go from one level of glory, you go from glory to I need you to get ready because your family's about to go from glory to glory. And your calling and your purpose and your anointing and your gifting. Somebody say glory to glory. It's an ever-increasing glory. That's who we are, carriers of the glory of Christ. And everything we do, 1 Corinthians 10.31, we do for the glory of the risen Christ. But we are carriers of the glory. Wherever we are present, because Christ in is the hope of Wherever we are present, Dagon has to come down. Every lie of the enemy has to come down. Don't hide the glory. Let that glory be made fully manifest. So they came in and they saw this. And then, this is what they did. Go ahead, gentlemen, please. This really happened. Can you believe that? They actually restored Dagon. 
And it wasn't devils, demons, legions, principalities, and powers of darkness. It was people. There are people out there that love to resurrect what God has already crucified. That's what, that's why the cancel culture is wrong. That's why the whole wokeism ideology is antithetical to biblical truth. This idea of we're going to pick up stuff that God already, no, no, no. Matter of fact, let me remind you, do not ever resurrect what God has crucified. And dare you not attempt to crucify what God already resurrected. If God knocked it down, let it go. Let it stay there. Don't bring it back up. Final point, and then I, I conclude and pass the baton. This is the way it looked. Hey, but you should have stayed down. You really should have stayed down because this time I'm going to make sure you never occupy my space ever again. And this time, I love this because this time he fell, the head came off. I want to illustrate this, but we don't have time for CGI right now. I really want to illustrate this. I'm, put it right there in the entry door. In other words, when the enemies come in, the enemies will see the ruins of what once occupied your space. And it came down. And, and so we're, we're going to, and this came. I, I, does anybody know, what, what did the ark of God do the entire time it was there? Anyone know? Can you? Yes. This is what it did. Ready? Should we do it again? One more time. That's one of the most powerful things you can do. Your faith is not truly measured by how you respond when heaven opens up in your favor. Your faith is truly measured by how you react when hell stands next to you. You know what hell wants you to do? Panic. You know what hell wants you to do? Go in a fetal position. You know what hell wants you to do? Go on Facebook and Instagram and tell the world, oh, I'm going through hell. Look what the devil did. Look what happened. Stop shouting, look what the devil did and start praising, look what the Lord has done. In other words, when all hell comes against you, be still and know that God is God. Final note, here we go. You're going to come down one more time in the count of three. This time you're not coming back up. Y'all lift up your hands. And here's my prayer for you. Here's my prayer. That whatever has attempted to re-emerge in your life, to occupy your space, your family, your faith walk, your generation, in the name of Jesus, never again want to occupy your space. Here's the word. This time it's coming down, but never again will it ever occupy your space. In Jesus' name, that issue, that fear, that consternation, that angst, that sin, that temptation, that problem, that sickness, that illness, that disease, that ideology, that construct, that belief system, that it's not in alignment of the Word of God, it's coming down and it will never occupy your... Somebody shout never again. Somebody shout never again. So whatever has been holding your family down even for generations, it's coming down never again to occupy your space. Are you ready? One, two, three. That's a timber. Somebody shout timber. Every 
lie of the enemy. Every lie of the enemy. Every lie of the enemy. Every day gone here. Every day gone here. Every emotion out of alignment with the heart of God. Every thought that must be taken into captivity. Every action that is not full of truth, grace, and love. Collapsing in the very presence of the glory of the risen Christ. In you, with you, for you, and through you. Ah, there it is. It's coming down with your hands raised. Timber, it's coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. Heavenly Father, this message right now, seal it forevermore in every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Right now, every, every single Dagon, Dagon embodies the lie, the construct, everything that is not of you occupying our space, occupying our generation, our children, our families, our callings, our health, our destinies, our purposes. It is coming down and never again to occupy our space. It will come down as the glory of God stands manifest in the name of Jesus. If you truly receive this message, now if you receive it 99%, please be quiet and sit down. If you receive this at 173% level, at the count of three, I want you to shout timber. And I want you to high five your neighbor, tell him it's coming down. Ready? One, two, three. Somebody give God a shout of victory like that day God has come down. It's coming down. Citizens of Ashdod, Philistines. This really happened. They carried the glory of God in a box over the remains. No, 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 this slow motion now, baby. Yeah. All right, that's the word. That's the word. God's gonna carry you over the very thing that occupied your space. God's about to elevate you and promote you over the very things that occupied your space. If you believe that and receive it, say amen. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Give it up for Dagon. Come on, Dagon, stand up. We're still standing. They walked out, they put riches on it, and then they take it back. The Philistines said, we can't handle this glory thing, you wingy. Take it back. But before you take it back, bless it. They actually put gold on it. Give it back a reward. Go ahead, take it back. Take it back. I don't know if you understand what this means. What if I tell you we're about to see the glory of God in the very places that we were removed from? Okay. I know it sounds crazy. What if I tell you we're about to see more Christian influences in the public school system that we have not seen in generations? Oh, you're not getting... What if I tell you we're about to see the glory of Jesus in Hollywood, the glory of Jesus in social media, the glory of Jesus in the marketplace, the glory of Jesus shining in the political sphere? 
Because when the Philistines realize we just can't deal with this, we go back and occupy our space of destiny. You got this word? You receive it? I'm blessed to be with you. I'm going to do one more prayer here. Heavenly Father, this state is so critical. Critical for your destiny for America. Thank you because you have ordained pastors like Pastor Charles, Pastor Ann, Life Center to be strategic, pivotal for such a time as this. Oh Lord, I pray that you convict every one of your followers, not just in this church, but in every church in the state of Pennsylvania to rise up and stand up. Stand even in the presence of adversity. Stand even in the presence of threats and protests. Help us stand up. I pray that you convict every follower of Christ to engage in prophetic activism. There's civic duty, but I call it prophetic activism. Lord, let this November, every Christian in Pennsylvania vote 100% pro-life. 100% pro-religious liberty, 100% biblical justice in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you. I bless you.